Hey, 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 everyone. It's just Kieran by himself uh, talking to you from the internet. Imagine that. Wild. Um, yeah, this week uh, it is just me, but I've got something good for you. Uh, Nick and Yulia and Rob are off doing their own good stuff at the moment. They're all fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and next week we'll all be back again to talk about some wild stuff going on in uh, Berlin City Centre, which you might have you might have seen some of that if you paid attention to uh, Rob's live Twitter stream. So, okay, what I've got for you this week is a bit of a bit of a veggie vegetable episode. You got to eat your veggies, get some uh, nice information in you. I sat down and talked to Alexandra Voivazanu. Um, she is a Romanian uh, researcher and sociologist focusing on uh, the Romanian li- li- uh, labor migration. Um, so, you know, she's there's some links in the description to her more work. Uh, one piece in German, one piece in Romanian, and one piece, a very academic piece in English. Uh, I strongly recommend all of them. You can use Google Translate. Uh, I really enjoyed the German article. Everyone who listens knows this. I can't speak a lick of German. But sure. Um, some announcements up top. Uh, we are still doing our Twitch live streams. I know some people are in countries where lockdown uh, stuff is kind of easing, but we're probably going to keep doing the live streams throughout the summer uh, just to keep everyone company. They're kind of just like live corner spatey episodes. We might play some video games or I might do some drawing, that kind of good stuff. So make sure to come along for that. And other announcement is we finally have our own website. We, uh, I met, well, yeah, I managed to convince very easily uh, the people were on board to buy the dumbest domain name possible. So, um, if anyone wants to check out operationglad.io, that is, uh, that's where, uh, the Cornish Beatty website is. So, that's fun. All right, without further ado, uh, please enjoy this interview with labor uh, migration expert, sociologist, researcher from Romania, Alexandra Voivuzano. Hey, 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 everyone. I, uh, it's me, Kiran, by myself this week. Everyone else is, um, I'm just going to say has coronavirus. That's what we say now when people aren't on the show. And I am here doing a proper, nice, serious interview with Alexandra Voivuzano. Uh, she is a Romanian sociologist and uh, focusing mostly on uh, mostly on uh, Romanian labor migration. So uh, it's very great that you sat down with us. Uh, thank you very much for for coming on the podcast. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Um, now, the, the for anyone at home who doesn't know why this conversation is happening. Uh, maybe some people missed it. Maybe it was, I don't know. It, it, it appears on my newsfeed. I don't know how much it appears for everyone else. But uh, recently there was the photos of uh, thousands of people at the uh, Cluj airport. Am I pronouncing that right? Cluj? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, R- Romanian is a fascinating language to me, but I know nothing about it. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that was uh, everyone saw those photos going around, and we were all under the impression that everyone was told to social distance, and that wasn't happening. And international uh, international travel was meant to be, you know, somewhat suspended, and that wasn't happening. Um, and then, uh, I believe it was almost a week later, uh, a Romanian farm worker uh, died of coronavirus in Baden-Württemberg. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a bit of a crisis. Um, not necessarily 
something that's new or different under these times, but you know the the cr- present crisis has made this worse, I am sure. Um, but yeah, I guess to start on this, the the deal that we're looking at and caused this this was signed on the second uh, of April uh, between uh, Julia Klockner and Horst Seehofer, the Interior Minister and Agricultural Minister, and um, this was also agreed with with the uh, Romanian Prime Minister Ludovic Orban yeah, to right. allow charter flights. Um, so just kind of on that, um, what is the kind of the system behind Romanian immigrant labor for Germany and agricultural businesses? Okay. Uh, so, so after uh, eighty nine, Romania and Germany signed uh, bilateral agreements, which uh, actually allowed Romanians to work uh, on te- on a temporary basis uh, in Germany. So, we had uh, an agreement in ninety two, mm-hmm. which set an annual quota of five hundred guest workers who could work to, uh, in Germany for up to uh, eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was another um, bilateral agreement, which uh, is more interesting for our conversation. It covered seasonal workers employed for a three uh, three months period uh, in any branch of the economy and uh, other categories of workers uh, who are in Germany for long longer periods of time. Right. Um, so, for example, uh, in 2002, under this agreement, uh, 20,000 uh, workers were recruited from Romania, and most of them were actually working in agriculture. Right. So, in my research, I encountered people who actually went abroad to uh, work in agriculture through these types of uh, bilateral agreements, uh, mm-hmm. starting with um, yeah the 2000s. And, and yeah, it's interesting that they actually, um, remember the recruitment process, for example. So they would travel to, to nearby towns and, um, they would meet representatives of the, of the German employers who interviewed them and, um, who, for example, um, would check their hands to see whether they are familiar with work in agriculture or will just, uh, choose the short woman to work, uh, uh, to to pick strawberries because uh, yeah it would have been easier for them than for for the tall ones. Right. Okay. So so such agreements. Sorry. No. Oh, sorry. I just saying. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so such agreements have allowed access on the German labor market for for temporary workers even before Romania was part of the EU. Right. Okay. So, so Gone. Yeah. As you might know, Romania entered the EU in the, in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the, the so-called low-skilled Romanian uh, Romanian workers were only granted free access on the German labor market in 2014. Yes, yeah. Uh, so they could enter Germany with work permits. Uh, the people uh, working in um, the, the people who were in regular employment could enter Germany with uh, work permits. Mm-hmm. And basically, Germany uh, imposed transitional restrictions after the EU accession rounds of 2004 and 2007. Mm-hmm. 
in order to protect uh, their workers from competition with foreigners that were uh, willing to accept uh, substandard conditions. Right, I see. Um, but these restrictions have only been imposed on regular forms of employment, whereas a typical forms uh, of mobility, such as seasonal work, so uh, work in agriculture, posted work, or self-employed work, uh, were, um, were largely untouched. Okay. So... So through these arrangements, through these forms of uh, employment, uh, German companies found ways to to employ cheap cheap labor uh, in Germany even during the the restrictions. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very weird kind of setup because it sounds like the the exemptions to that uh, restriction, the the two thousand seven two thousand two two thousand fourteen restriction. It, it kind of sounds like. Um, all the exceptions would include a lot of labor markets that are uh, susceptible to being undercut. Cause exactly, the, co- the construction work, meat industry, yeah. uh, agriculture. So yeah, with time, these forms of employment uh, have become a permanent feature of the, of the labor market, which, and were actually preferred by companies, German companies, because uh, yeah, it can, gave them the opportunity to, to find... Uh, Right. Cheap uh, workers and workers that will accept substandard conditions. Yeah, I remember. I um, I personally remember the panic from back in those years. Um, it was a little different in Ireland and the UK. Uh, even between Ireland and the UK, Ireland didn't impose the restrictions, as far as I know, but the UK did. And when 2014 rolled around, like a bunch of um, on New yeah. Year's 2014, a bunch of camera like men went to the airports waiting for these Romanian flights to come in, and they interviewed everyone coming off the plane. And it turns out all of them were Romanians who had already been like living there legally. They were just coming back from like spending Christmas in Romania. Um, the, the panic around all of this was very weird uh, for anyone who doesn't remember it or wasn't living in Europe at the time. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned yeah. that there's um sorry you mentioned that there's other companies other than agriculture um that are taking advantage of this agreement uh what other industries or is it and what's the kind of like balance of those industries like is it mostly agriculture or are the other industries there as well uh so it's agriculture is construction work um uh, it's uh, the meat industry in Germany uh, used to hire a high number of posted workers. Uh, for example, now the, the regulations have changed. Mm-hmm. And actually the companies, um, uh, so many of the, the large uh, meat producers asked their subcontractors to register in Germany. Okay. Um, but uh, actually there are the same Romanian subcontractors who who hire ro- workers from Romania. It's just that they have, now they have an office in Germany. So probably they, they resort to the same practices as before. Right. And um, is there any kind of, just kind of a easy question, but like, is there any kind of like big names, uh, big named companies that are like the face of this? Or is this something that's being kind of taken advantage by a lot of different companies? It was uh, Tony Svion, uh, Danish Crown, I think that that were the 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 big uh, meat uh, the the large meat producers who were employing uh, 
posted workers okay. in, a, in large numbers. I don't know what's the situation right now. Right. But yeah, I, uh, probably they, they already asked their subcontractors to, to, register, to register in Germany. Mm-hmm. Because they had like some kind of an agreement. Um, maybe this is yeah, too much, uh, too much details. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I guess the, I guess this kind of feeds into um, I think something you've probably touched on a little bit already. Um, <laughs> it's not necessarily like there wasn't you know local workers doing this work. Uh, before to the uh, before 1989, um, in a lot of these places, or why? What's the incentive for the um, for companies or even for the German government to hire these um, guest workers, the the posted workers? Uh, yeah. So first of all, uh, migrant workers uh, are cheaper. So mm-hmm. the minimum wage in Romania is still a bit under 300 euro after taxes. So for two months, you are being paid with 70 euro per day for for picking strawberries in Germany. The wage difference, the differential is still huge. Mm-hmm. So also they, they come from, from a different labor system. They don't speak the language. So very often they are not uh, familiar with the institutional context and the regulations uh, in Germany, which makes them more docile and easier to control. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, yeah, if they are involved in one of the, the typical forms of employment, uh, with their employer arranging their accommodation and transport, they, they, then they are a lot, uh, actually a lot easier to, to control. And on the other hand, the, the jobs in this industry as are quite flexible, uh, low paid, um, uh, so and they have uh, poor working conditions, so they are not appealing for for local workers. So basically, um, businesses want to 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 reduce their their costs, their yeah, yeah their production costs. <laughs> okay, um, I've also read that. Um, I also read that the kind of like as you alluded to the precarity of the situation there was this uh up until 2018 they weren't uh some of these workers weren't even classed as workers but um people providing services quote unquote um Mm. that seems like Uh, a oh sorry go on yeah yeah continue i will explain after um yeah, so it it just seemed like that was kind of a very uh, legal loophole to exclude these people from any kind of uh, local labor regulation, or even um, I'm not even sure if Romanian labor uh, regulation would apply in this situation. But it, it seemed like a way to exclude it. It seemed very similar to um, kind of like the Uber delivery kind of way of calling everyone a freelancer. Okay. Yeah, so actually workers can move through the EU under different regulations and depending on the, the framework under which they move, uh, they have a different, different uh, access to the labor rights in the country of destination. So right. uh, we have the free movement of labor. So a migrant will take a job in another um, EU country and um, 
will actually be entitled to the same uh, rights as any uh, local workers. So, yeah, for example, you have a construction worker from Romania who takes a job in Germany and has the same uh, uh, working condition and the same level of pay as his uh, co-workers, his German co-workers or other, uh, other local workers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and actually seasonal work uh, is part of the free movement of labor but can be exercised for a maximum period of six months per year. And it's not um, recognized as, as regular employment. Okay. So as you probably know, in Germany, um, seasonal contracts are issued for periods of uh, less than 70 days and uh, are exempt for, from uh, social security contributions. And then, <coughs> sorry, um, then there's the freedom of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, that concerns mostly posted workers. So a posted worker is basically an employee uh, sent by his employer mm-hmm. and the origin country to carry out the service uh, in another EU member state, uh, but for a limited period of time. And their access to the German labor market is only granted through that specific employer. Okay. Uh, which arranges their their entire migration process or so contracts, uh, transport from Romania to Germany, uh, and accommodation. Okay. And uh, of course, this this uh, creates a certain dependency and makes uh, yes. workers more vulnerable than than regular mi- migrants. And at the same time, uh, because their employer is based in their country of origin, they are tied to the social security system. In that countries of, for example, in Romania, right. uh, yeah, and also like uh, until July uh, 2020, the minimum wage uh, a posted workers, uh, uh, the maximum wage a posted worker could receive would be the the minimum wage uh, in Germany. So yeah, right. And right. Uh, we have uh, we have the freedom of establishment. So this refers to to self-employed uh, workers. That's what you mentioned, mm-hmm. and gives them uh, the right to start their own uh, business in any country of the EU. So if you are a self-employed worker, basically you are allowed to set your own tariffs. So the the minimum wage will not apply to to you. Okay. So this is why many companies ask their uh, de facto employees to to register as uh, self-employed. Because yeah. presumably they're going to even less than what the regular system was guaranteeing them. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah a lot lower wages. and mm. okay. They are actually the ones who have to pay taxes for... Right. And mm-hmm. then also the fact that you're... Uh, for example, the fact that a Romanian posted worker in working in Germany, let's say, it's like they're one week into their um, six months in Germany. Um, if they have some sort of um, complaint about improper procedure, then it's Romanian authorities who have to deal with this situation. Is that... Mm, not necessarily. There are also some uh, uh, some offices in Germany uh, who yeah. are dealing with uh, problems uh, of the migrants and they are actually offering counseling in their native language. So okay. they, yeah, Romanian and Bulgarian. What is, uh, what is access to that like though? Is it easy to 
get to those offices or get in touch with them? Uh, it's one phone call away, but okay. uh, actually, I I don't know how many of the migrants are familiar with these uh, offices. Okay, yeah, it's probably not something the employer is going to tell uh, them about. Of course not. No. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. So I guess this kind of leads on to uh, another point. Is uh, you mentioned the kind of insecurity um, around this, but the for people who are in this um, atypical employment, there is a kind of <coughs> there's an amount of housing and food provided. Um, mm-hmm. What like what is the quality of that? Is it are the workers charged for it? Um, yeah, are they able to? Is there any kind of yeah? That, those two questions probably be what I'm thinking of at the moment. What's the what's the quality yeah. of the housing and food and housing? So for posted worker, their accommodation should actually be provided by by their uh, Romanian employer. In mm-hmm. our case, uh, but in many in many cases, the 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 employers actually charge the workers for for the accommodation, and. Right. Um, as far as I know, for for temporary workers in agriculture, uh, uh, they they have to pay their accommodation and their uh, their meals uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. But it it happens uh, often that workers end up uh, working for uh, companies that uh, I don't know. For example, pay them below the minimum wage because they they uh, they have the specific fees for for food or accommodation and in some cases they even charge them too much so more than they mm-hmm. they they are supposed to or they ask them to pay for their tools or for equipment so yeah so th- there's the story of this woman who told me that they even have to pay like three euros or, or euro for the the rubber band they use to tie the onion which is interesting. oh okay <laughs> um, um, yeah, and um, they they live in share rooms next mm-hmm. to the field. The workers in agriculture, so they are all the time under the eyes of their employers, and they are unable to to separate their private life from their work life. Right, uh, and they are prone to work, uh, but also willing to work extra hours because that's the the pur- purpose of their two months uh, in Germany to to gain as much mo- money as possible. Yeah. So you have uh, two people or four people or eight people sleeping in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, so the way also, because I guess you alluded to this as well, but the way that the these workers are charged for their food, equipment and housing, that's coming out of the wages they receive or is it paid for in advance or... How does that? How does no, that no. Yeah, it's a part of the wages they they receive. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that as you said results in effectively having less than minimum wage at the end of it, even if they were guaranteed minimum. No, now that you mentioned, I think uh, now that you asked, I think m- many of them mentioned that they only receive their wages at the end of their their period abroad. So yeah, that's right. And do they have to? Do these employers have to provide any kind of proof uh, of how much the stuff costed? If 
uh, whether voluntarily or if asked? I don't know, honestly. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. Right. The, um, so I kind of have to ask this question because I think you might have alluded to it, but um, are they are they able to leave the housing freely? Is it, is it you can, but they often don't? What um, As you said, they're kind of like constantly being watched and they are working extra hours, but do they actually have the freedom to like yeah, walk usually, to it? Usually, yes, they do. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, are there? Uh, so I guess this is kind of like zooming out a bit from uh, Germany and Romania, um, but maybe still Romania. But are there um, are there other countries involved in this uh, system? Is I'm assuming Germany is not the only one taking advantage of a uh, Romanian labor in this situation. Yeah, of course there. So, um, yeah, the village I'm doing my research in uh, is a bit atypical because uh, the people there have a very wide uh, range of destinations. So, uh, yeah, there you have like in almost each home, you have someone who will uh, who is working abroad. So they go to Germany, they go to Italy, they go to Spain, they go to England uh, to work in greenhouses. They they go to Austria. Hmm. Right, and um, and I think uh, like recently I just heard it in the news that Romania signed uh, an agreement with Austria, so the where the Romanian workers would actually be uh, they'll have a special train to take them to Austria for work. I don't know in which sectors, but uh, yeah. Right. The um, right, and and were all of these. All of these are the same kind of situation. Bilateral agreements signed nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, or in the two thousand, for example, there were other bilateral agreements with Spain. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about Italy, but in Italy, uh, many of them uh, leave through, uh, or at least at their first departures abroad, uh, lead to uh, leave through informal uh, intermediation. So there is a. A person that uh, they pay a fee, like I don't know, fifty euro, and they will take them uh, uh, in a small farm to work for a for an Italian family, for example. Okay. And maybe a little bit off track, but can I ask about the the town you're uh, currently researching? This is a this is a Romanian town where you're saying that a lot of people are. Um, it's a village. It's village. a village, northwest. Okay. But I will not yeah, mention its name. That's fair. That's fair. But um, just to give people an idea of um, the kind of village you're in, and just like, what's the population size like? The what's yeah, the industry other than kind of like posted workers and remittances? Uh, yeah, it's like five thousand uh, inhabitants. Uh, most of the people who are still there uh, work in uh, the lodging industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them commute to the nearby uh, town to work mm-hmm. for uh, big companies. Uh, I don't know if you know. You are, are you familiar with Leoni? I I am. T- yeah. Uh, and some of the women, but like very small number of. For the women in the village work in the textile industry. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Right. Um, okay. I just uh, help people have an understanding of the, the the kind of places that are affected by this is always a, a good idea. Um, similarly, though, I, I, going back to other countries and their relationship, there's a there's similar kind of arrangements with Germany and other countries with workers from Bul- Bulgaria and Poland. Uh, is there any kind of stark differences between these agreements, or are the agreements more or less the same? as what you described with Romania. Uh, so now uh, the workers, I mean, they can move through the freedom of movement. So there, there are not, there are no bi- agreements or bilateral mm. agreements uh, involved. Yeah. But yeah, what I can say is that Romanian, usually Romanian workers usually accept to be paid less than, than Polish workers, for example, in the agricultural sector and probably that's why they already they make like two thirds of the of the of the people working in agriculture in Germany of the seasonal workers. Right. Okay. Okay, interesting. Um so I guess the 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 big backdrop of all of this is something I guess we've we've talked about on the podcast before, uh which is um Spargelzeit, uh asparagus season and this is kind of why this is well, this isn't why this is happening, but it's why it's happening now and why it happens this time of year. Um, in some of the interviews you've conducted uh, while talking about like the harvesting of asparagus, um, it sounds like particularly grueling work, um, both physically and from the surveillance involved. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so there's um, the story of a man who who worked, who was who still is still working, I guess, in uh, with his wife in Germany. Mm-hmm. So he was already for seven years with the same uh, employer, and he was explaining how things are organized uh, on the field. And what he mentioned is that uh, the machines who remove the plastic foil of the planting bed are traced by GPS. So they they also have a phone attached, which has a camera. So basically the employer can actually watch them while they are working like continuously. And if they stop working for more than a few minutes, their coordinator on the field will basically come and ask them to to continue to, to work. Jesus. I mean... Yeah, but what's interesting is that they were not, complaining about this they didn't see it as a negative aspect i think they they actually mentioned that uh well it's nice that we have this more modern uh uh tools interesting Um, yeah i just i'm just thinking about the cost of setting up a system like that can you not just oh i don't know um right that that seems a little because i i feel like i feel like we get a lot of uh information about these kind of panopticon uh, working surveillance systems with, um, I don't know, I, I was recently reading about how there is heat maps in whole, whole food stores in the US to make sure, to try and detect when people are attempting to unionize. Um, it's, it's, I feel oh. like, it's, yeah, I feel like there's these kind of industries like that that we hear about, but um I guess everyone kind of has this image in their heads of um, farm labor as being kind of low tech and maybe there's the like 
uh, Eastern European babushka kind of having a fun time in a field. And we don't really think about the idea of mobile phone surveillance kind of. Yeah. And Germany is very industrialized and yeah, many of the migrants I interview actually work Mm in uh, big farms. Right. Okay. In comparison to, to Italy yours. These aren't these aren't um, like mom and pop owned farms. These are probably owned by a a company, an agricultural business. Yeah, makes sense exactly. And you will have two hundred or five hundred or I don't know three thousand people working in the same farm right. if they are also taking care of the packaging and so on. Uh, so okay, so the the whole process is all is essentially taken care of on the field, and then it's the food's shipped off. The, I guess it depends on the on the farm, but right. in some cases, uh, yes. Right. Okay, and um, so there's also something particularly about how the asparagus plant works that makes it kind of uh, harmful. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, some people are given uh, strawberry picking jobs because it's easier. Uh, what is the actual physical toll of? Uh, what's the physical difference there of uh, picking one over the other? Um, yeah, I get, so, um, the asparagus grows inside the soil. So you have this knife and you have to cut, like the asparagus have to, has to be, for example, 25 centimeters. That's the, uh, that's what the employers are satisfied with. Mm. So it's like, um, yeah, very complicated somehow to, to get, to get it at that length. Right. Okay. Um, I guess I guess going into uh, more of a contemporary situation, but uh, obviously this... uh, maybe I can yeah oh, maybe God, I God. can say just that they they work uh, continuously, so they don't have uh, for example the man I just uh, mentioned he, he and his wife didn't have a break, so for two months they would work they will they would work for um, seven days a week without abs- any any break. Uh, so yeah, okay. it's exhausting. Oh geez, okay. Um, that is d- terrible. <laughs> I-, I promise everyone next week we'll do a very fun episode to because um, this is this is upsetting, but important important to know. Okay, um, going to a more contemporary situation. Um, the reason why everything around the Cluj Airport got a lot of, a lot, a lot of attention is because of this uh, coronavirus, the COVID nineteen pandemic and for these uh workers who are now in germany coming from romania is there any kind of um coronavirus precautions being implemented uh so um upon arrival in germany they undergo a medical checkup which uh, basically uh, involves measuring their temperature uh, and asking them to write a statement uh, confirming that they are not infected or saying that they are not infected with COVID-19. Okay. And then they would be in a quasi-quarantine. That's how the Minister of uh, Agriculture called it. Okay. So basically they are supposed to work in uh, small groups and uh, without coming uh, into contact with local workers or other workers, uh, migrant workers who were there before. And they should keep a recommended distance while on the field. 
um, and also uh, just half of the usual number of workers uh, will should sleep in the same room. So, for example, you would have uh, three instead of six. So still a lot of people in the same room. Right, and there's and no- also they they are not uh, they will not be allowed to leave the the farms where they work for two weeks. So they are practically uh, in this instance they are isolated at work. But yeah, they're far from the the population of the of their destination country. So right, I'm I'm, I'm seeing Germany are protected. Right, I'm seeing some problems with this. Um, with some of these precautions. So I'm assuming after flying all the way from Romania to Germany for work that they probably very desperately need, that they're probably going to declare that they don't have coronavirus regardless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And I'm assuming there is no like, even if they're in a room with three people, these aren't like three people that were in the same household before they flew over they're they're from different parts of Romania, different villages and towns and that they're yeah and what's also interesting is that uh, part of the workers who flew to Germany were from uh, Suchava uh, in the northeast of Romania, which is actually in quarantine like in uh, total lockdown, so you okay. can't leave the county oh. and uh, I think it uh, Twenty or around twenty percent of the cases of uh, I hope I'm not wrong of the cases of COVID nineteen in Romania um, are um, recorded in uh, in this part of the country in Suchava. Right. So this is the this is basically the hard hit region. This is Romania, yeah. North Rhine-Westphalia, or Lombardy, basically. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and also yeah, in the farm, so behind closed doors uh uh this this protection measures are very easy to to violate by employers um yeah. for example the, the the workers are transported um by bus from their accommodation through to the fields or to the field where they are actually working so mm. it's hard to tell whether they actually transport not, the entire team or it's yeah. not three to a bus surely there, exactly. yeah okay yeah and um i've also read something that the uh, some of the workers who are put into like 14 day like two week quarantine when arriving in germany that this period of time is unpaid yeah actually i i, I uh so from what i know they are sent to work they don't have uh they don't have like uh, a period of complete isolation yeah, but maybe I my information are wrong. No, I don't know. I'm usually the one who's wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but I also get my information from the from the media, so mm, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So maybe what is what is also interesting in in this case is that mm. they entered Germany with a fixed term contract with an exclusive employer. So yeah, which also it's responsible for organizing their accommodation and the, their transport. So this employer is, uh, is also their landlord, and yeah. it's also what is more important. It's also responsible for their travel back home because they are only allowed to theoretically they are, they are only allowed to leave Germany by plane. So so. Uh, 
if they are not satisfied with the conditions, uh, it's very hard to, to switch the farm or to, to leave earlier to, to Romania because actually their employer will uh, is responsible for organizing their return journey. Maybe I can also talk a bit about the 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 farm where the the Romanian worker died. So oh yes, uh, from absolutely. What I read, uh, from what I read, there are more people who are infected with COVID nineteen there. Uh, mm. I think I read an article in Der Spiegel, and they they mentioned that four workers are um, infected. Uh, but the the activities the farms is still uh, running um, yeah okay this and is actually a- yeah i read another article in a romanian uh, newspaper and uh, the journalist talked to two of the co-workers of uh, of the the, the the man who died and what they say is that actually their employers were aware that he's not feeling uh, good, so he was complaining to, to the employers. But they uh, they just asked him to to self uh, isolate. They sent uh, his wife uh, in another room, and he was not. Uh, he didn't go to to see a doctor. Right. Really not sad, good. Actually. Yeah. So um, I kind of I guess this kind of leads me to. Um, one thing for that I would find interesting, and I, I guess anyone else, hopefully listening out there, which is um, how much of a, a media impact is um, what happened in the Cluj airport and this farm worker who died in Baden-Württemberg? How much of an impact is that having in Romanian media? Is this a is this a big story? Does it only concern potential farm workers? Are people in Bucharest talking about it? Is there what's the kind of impact in Romania? It doesn't have a huge coverage, but it is in the media, and I think uh, also because it's uh, it's uh, it has a political impact in a way. I, I mean, it could be against uh, used against the opposite side. So, right. yeah. And um, in in general, the whole system of these uh, migrant workers is this. In Germany, the impression I get now I'm not native to Germany, but the impression I get is that um, this kind of system or this kind of whole arrangement is not really widely talked about. It's just one of those things that happens, but people don't are uh, very few people are probably aware of it. Um, is that also the same in Romania, or are people? Again, the general public aware that these kind of arrangements with other EU countries exist. I think it's even worse than than Germany. There, there are a few articles in the past, I don't know, two years, but before that, I, I'm not aware of the subject being of the working con- uh, conditions of uh, many of the low skilled Romanian workers abroad. Uh, I'm not aware of uh, the media covering that. Okay, interesting. Because it's it's. It seems like from perspective of like when you look into it in Western Europe, it seems to have a very large impact. Like this is, this is something that if you look for it is a big story in Germany. It's a, it's a big story. Like I said earlier in the UK, the UK had their whole kind of Romania panic in 2007. Um, So I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear that this isn't something that's uh, more talked about. 
Yeah, I guess uh, very often Romania remembers its migrants only uh, during the election time. Right. Okay. Yes, because they they have a vote from abroad, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, they are often uh, used in the the political discourse. Yeah. Do they have a Do they have a political tendency? I know there's often stereotypes about overseas voting and how they vote. Is there any kind of received wisdom about that within Romania, or is it anyone's game? Uh, I think they tend to to vote to to a certain party or. Okay. So, the, for example, in the presidential elections, they vote with the candidate from the opposition of the of the party and power in the parliament. They uh, was it the liberal candidate? I've forgotten his name. Yeah. 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 He's got a German last name. Johannes. Yeah, Johannes. That's Johannes. That's us. Yes. Um. Maybe we. <laughs> I don't want to advertise him. So. Maybe. Oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Unnamed yeah. Romanian president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't possibly figure out who it is, anyone at home with an internet connection. Got the entire part. This <laughs> 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 is a, a, a blank Facebook avatar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess uh, this is probably a bit more of an open-ended question, but um, what does the what does the future for migrant labor within the EU look like? Is there are there any groups, legislation gaining steam that might change these arrangements in the near future? I know. Uh, well, tools for now, we don't really know. So it's very, it's kind of difficult to think of the near future um, of the, for example, low-skilled labor migration. Mm. So, yeah, as I already mentioned, even before the EU, countries like um, Romania have been both a source of uh, brain drain, but also a source of um, cheap labor for wealthy countries, such as mm. Germany or high-income countries. Um, but in a way, the EU has um, decreased the cost of uh, migration for low-skilled Romanian migrants and to a certain extent uh, gave them the, the freedom of choice. So, for example, if the workers in agriculture didn't like their employer once they are a bit more familiar with the system or once they, they know more people working in the field, uh, they would develop uh, or they would develop connections in the country of destination. They will actually be able to, to find uh, a better employer or in the worst right. case, they could just fly back, uh, fly back or take a bus uh, back home. So, so they become yeah, like a, I guess they're, they're, sorry they're they're so what you're saying is they're kind of like a posted worker for maybe one season or two seasons and then they're like just decide to move full time to Germany or something like that because then they'd be uh, the workers in uh, agriculture hmm. or just no I think example. usually they are um, uh, no 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 I just uh, I was just trying to explain that they can find uh, better better employers within okay. the seasonal work. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, if migration is organized um, and in similar terms to, to the current agreement in Germany, uh, I think workers will be even more vulnerable than before because, yeah, being tied to a single employer 
actually increase their their vulnerability uh, they they will fear getting into conflict with their employers because yeah this this uh, will mean that they might lose for their both their jobs uh, and their accommodation abroad mm, right okay well uh, is there anything before we wrap this up is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners or think that people should look up or Anything like that? Uh, so maybe, maybe I can talk a bit about uh, the seasonal migrants working uh, in agriculture from Romania. So for for many of them, hmm. seasonal work abroad is the only, as I already mentioned, is the only source of income. So they will survive throughout the year with the money they earned in a few months abroad. Uh, some of the people I interview actually have some sort of a, a career out of, out of uh, seasonal work abroad, while others uh, engage in seasonal migration only occasionally. Um, yeah, some of them um, would actually prefer to, to work abroad for longer periods. Uh, they, they work in agriculture in different countries within uh, different seasons so for example they would harvest uh, asparagus uh, in germany and they would pick apples uh, in italy for example yeah Uh, while others are actually happy for being uh, able to work only for a short um, period of time abroad so for for example the women who who have children that that uh, still go to school yeah okay right um well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on. Do you have any uh, last things you want to share with the lovely people at home? Um, not really. Okay, <laughs> that's no problem. Uh, thanks, thanks for again. listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I hope they listened, right? Um, thank you very much for coming on. It was very informative, and it's it's definitely something that we are not hearing enough of. Um, anywhere basically or from what i can tell so thank you again for coming on and explaining this whole situation to us because it's uh, it's important to know about it yeah yeah and thank you for giving me the the opportunity to, to talk about uh, anytime <laughs> <laughs>